Hello, and welcome back to the Connected Divergence podcast. My name's Tina Etheridge. I'm currently thinking about how weird that sounded. Did that sound weird to you? It sounded weird to me. Um, probably because it's not the normal intonation that I usually use for my intro, but that's on being autistic. Anyway, welcome to the podcast. My name's Tina Etheridge. I'm a radical ADHD and ADHD acceptance coach, and I'm coming at you today feeling very understimulated, understimulated. That is, that has been my day. I, um, I went on a long walk for my, with my dog for, uh, I don't know, like an hour or something. It was very long. It was wonderful. Um, thinking like, oh yeah, you know, people say that when you go on a walk outside, it's good for your brain. And some people say that it helps you do all of the things and I literally got home and my brain just just tuned into understimulation station. And I was, you know, it's the feeling, if you don't know what I mean by uh, understimulation, it's basically like nothing sounds good. Nothing feels interesting. There's nothing that I really want to do. Following my dopamine is nearly impossible. Nothing sounds good right? If I, give, if I serve myself a menu of options, right? I could read this book that I'm reading. I could watch a YouTube video. I could watch a TV show. I could watch a movie. I could do some work tasks. I could, all these things. I could work on my hobbies. Um, my brain just says, no, 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 no. Like literally nothing sounds interesting to me. And I've... <laughs> I have thought about this experience for so long, um, right? For me, it's not, it's it's a distinct experience from my sort of depression um, uh, where I'm just too depressed to do things. Um, it's just nothing really scratches the itch. And if I try to do stuff, I'll read the book for like two minutes and then lose interest and nothing's really just like sinking me in. So it feels different to me than... Um, depression, although I'm sure they can go hand in hand and they probably have for me at times, but I've kind of found that when I experience understimulation, right? Like everybody wants to know what's the way, what's the hack, what's the secret sauce to not feeling understimulated anymore. And while I find the self-hypnosis template that I share with a lot of my clients, my one-on-one clients, um, is very effective, I so often experience this resistance to using it. Um, and I think we can probably all relate to that feeling of like, oh yes, there's a tool that I know exists and I know that it's helped me in the past, but I feel resistant to using it. I think we've all experienced that in some way, shape or form. So I honor the wisdom of my resistance. Um, sometimes I just honor my resistance and instead of forcing myself to do something (laughs) against, um, you know, where my brain is at, I kind of go the radical self-acceptance route of being like, yep, I am understimulated and that is okay. This feeling is temporary. It won't be forever. It won't last forever. And I get to support myself through this feeling rather than feeling the need to fix it, to change it, to repair it or anything else. Um, And operating in that space is usually one where I feel a little bit more expansive, right? I have a little bit more um, creativity and uh, curiosity when it comes to what's going on in my brain. 
And sometimes that actually gets me in a state where I'm like, oh, I kind of want to do a little self-hypnosis moment. Um, And other times it's just like, you know, I'm good. I'm good. Or here's what I need to do. Um, And sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's just like, yep, I just feel my brain feels weird and that's okay. This won't last forever. So that's where I'm at this week. And um, that's not the topic of this podcast today, I don't think, um, that I wanted to share with you. Um... I wanted to come on and talk about, I wanted to come on and talk about feeling proud of ourself in the spirit of self-celebration. And um, self-celebration is, I think, one of the most important skills that we can have um, in any neurodivergence and ADHD, autistic, ADHD journey, because it is a skill. Um, Feeling proud of yourself is a skill. And I think so often for many of us, it feels a little childish. It feels a little silly. It can maybe feel a little bit fake, Um, you know, like putting on a a hat that doesn't belong to you. (laughs) Um, It can feel that way sometimes at first. But what I have found over time is that the more I celebrate myself, the more I give myself the opportunity to feel proud of myself on purpose, intentionally, the more I kind of crave it, the more I kind of am like, oh, that felt so good in my brain. I want more. I want more of that. And the more I find myself celebrating my wins, um, no matter how big or small they are, I find myself celebrating. And so um, I believe it's a very important skill. If you feel like saying, I'm proud of myself, feels cringe to you, um, what if cringe is a good thing? What if cringe is actually exactly what we need? What if cringe is a soothing balm? (laughs) Which you wouldn't think that cringe would be, but when we're talking about neuroplasticity and making changes in our brain and our neural pathways, it's gonna feel weird at first because it's like using your non-dominant hand or kicking a soccer ball with your non-dominant leg or foot like it's gonna feel a little weird but the more we do it and the more we habituate that process the easier it gets and the more comfortable that we get and so I had somebody ask me the question it wasn't really a question it was more of like a thought experiment um of kind of I don't know we were kind of talking about like oh okay like I did these things and I you know, I don't feel proud of myself because I still have all of these other things that I still have not yet done, right? Like, cool, I did like this task or I did these handful of tasks, but I have all these other things that I still haven't gotten done and I'm behind and I'm late and they're due and like everything else. And so I don't feel accomplished, right? That was the sort of scenario. And I had the thought, okay, or the question, it's more of a question because I don't know, we're, we're all on this journey together here. I had the question of like, what if feeling proud of ourself is not a, uh, gosh, how do I put this into words, you all? Like, what if it's not like, uh, okay, okay, okay. Um, imagine a dog, right? You know, those like, um, dog treat auto feeders where you leave the house or something and I don't know, you can like press a button on your phone and then your dog gets like a treat. Like, what if it's not like, cool, 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 cool. I'm waiting for the treat. 
where's the treat any minute now i'm gonna get the treat like where's the good feeling hey where's that feeling of accomplishment and being proud of myself i don't feel it yet where is it i'm just waiting for it to fall in my lap like come on (laughs) fall in my lap already you're supposed to do that what if it's not like that i mean what if it is sometimes right because that totally happens when we're kind of like surprised of like oh i did this and i feel really proud of myself wow cool 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 but what if sometimes it's also a little bit different what if sometimes Feeling proud of herself takes intention. What if it's about feeling the feeling first on purpose? And again, letting it be clunky, letting it be awkward, letting it be imperfect, but feeling it first and then, and then, you know, whatever comes, comes. So, right, we're not talking about waiting for our neural pathways to just, okay, brain, like rewire, come on, poke, poke, poke. You're supposed to be rewiring to feel proud when I do this thing. But instead, feeling proud on purpose means intentionally on purpose activating those neural networks, those somatic experiences in our body for what self-celebration feels like, and then connecting them, <laughs> connecting them with the, you know, the thing that we're doing, right? The the quote-unquote trigger event, the sort of um, the nexus, the impetus whatever word you want to use there. Um, So let's say, um, okay, so an example I can give today is my dad has been asking me to mail him his mail. He gets his mail here because he doesn't have a like permanent residence. He's like a very, he's like a nomad. (laughs) My dad's like a nomad essentially. Um, So his, his official mail gets sent where I live and he's been asking me to mail. He has like a stack, like a thick wall stack of mail that's been piling up for months and so he's been asking me to send him his mail and I told him I would do it this week and so today I miraculously went over to the UPS store and I got it done and I was it took me till Thursday right I was supposed to not supposed to I was uh offering the possibility of doing it since Monday but it took me until Thursday which is fine because I was waiting for my brain to feel ready. Um, And even driving over there, I was like, oh my gosh, what if there's a long line? Oh my gosh, what if this is like really complicated and complex and I don't have any packing tape and this box is open? Like what if they're mad at me and they make me buy tape and just thinking about all these things. And I was like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Brain, we will worry about that when we get there. And I got so lucky. The guy at the counter was like so efficient. He was on it. He was so helpful. Um, and I told him like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. You made this so easy for me. Um, I made sure to tell him that because I really appreciated it. And I walked out the door and I got back in my car and the thing was done. I sent my dad's mail. I also <laughs> returned a package for my niece that in very ADHD fashion, I accidentally mailed to my address instead of her address. Oopsie. Um, but I returned that and I sat in my car right? And here's the thing, right? Like I could have sort of looked at that and been like, oh my gosh, well, I should have done this like on Monday because my dad was really like expecting this and he like needs it really soon because he needs to do like his tax stuff and everything else. However, instead, what I did was this thing that I've been doing quite a lot lately that I'm very much enjoying, which I like to call the I did it song. (laughs) The I did it song. And I've been singing it a lot lately when I do hard things um, to do exactly what we're talking about, right? Maybe I don't feel proud of myself in that moment, but I sing this silly little song 
And then I start laughing at myself and then I just feel this playful, whimsical sense of joy, this childish, silly sense of joy. And then all of a sudden, I actually really do feel proud of myself. And I want to share this song with you. It goes a little something like this. Okay, I'm like literally laughing as I sing it. Okay, it goes, I did it, I did it, I did it, did it, did it, I did it. I did it. I did it. Did it. Did it. I did it. I did it. I did it. 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 And you can just like riff from there. Like you can do whatever the heck you want. But that is generally how it goes for me. And so lately, when I've been doing hard things, um, gosh, I went on this walk and I like canceled a doctor's appointment that I've been meaning to cancel and like I don't know anytime I do something that is hard for my brain right not hard because of what society tells me is hard but no it is truly difficult for my brain I've been singing this silly little song I just start singing it even if I'm not feeling it even if I'm feeling anxious or frustrated or overwhelmed if I do a thing no matter how small I start singing I did it I did it I did it, did it, did it. And all of a sudden, I just start laughing and feeling really silly and really goofy and really happy. And that is what I'm talking about neuroplasticity, right? I could, uh, right, I need to do the dishes tonight. I have a sink full of dishes that is waiting for me. And I could, you know, do the dishes tonight and then just kind of like wait to be like, okay, um, am I going to feel proud of myself? No, like, oh, where is this feeling? Like, fall on my lap, treat, please fall on my lap. Or I could, I don't know how I can make this metaphor work, but I can use my little doggy metaphor nose and jump on the counter and dig into the treat bag and open it up for myself and get myself a little snack. I don't know if that metaphor really works, but you guys know what I mean. Um, So that is what I mean when we're talking about neuroplasticity, right? Like, Feel the feeling that you want to feel. When we ask the question, how do I want to feel instead, right? There's so often a disconnection between, okay, logically, cognitively, I'd like to feel this way. But for so many of us, there's a gap. There's a, um, a, a rift without a bridge um, where... Oh gosh, sorry. It's like bringing me back to this book that I just read. I'm thinking about this this book that had this rift. Anyway, the mental imagery is bringing me back there. Okay, so it's like it's like a gap. It is like a crevasse. Is that a crevice or a crevasse? I don't know, but it's a rift where we have this disconnect. And so the question is, how do we create the connection between our cognitive mind and our emotional somatic experience, right? The deeper, the sinking in of truly feeling how we want to feel. Because it's one thing to say like, oh, well, like I would like to feel proud of myself. And it is another that thing. It is another thing entirely to experience self-celebration and that feeling of pride in your body. They are two very different things. And I am telling you that it is very important to figure out for ourselves, for yourself, how we can bridge that gap. I think this is everyone's everyone's journey. It's very personal. Um, and we all have different ways of doing it, right? Uh, that's the beauty of life is that there's like a million different ways to do a million different things. And we all get to find the way that works best for us. But however you do it, However, you know, you experiment, it's really important to find what works for you to 
to merge that gap between like, okay, like ideally I love to feel this way, but I really just don't, or it really just hasn't clicked or it really just, you know, it doesn't sink deeper to feeling like I know how to feel the way I want to feel in my body. Um, For me personally, that journey has been about somatic experiencing and, um, you know, again, neuroplasticity, this, this kind of work with, um, change work, integrative change work and neural networks, um, for how do I want to feel instead? Well, if I want to feel pride, what does pride feel like in my body? What does self-celebration feel like in my body? If that were a metaphor, what would it be? If it was a dance, what would that dance be? Let me dance it right now. If it were a song, what would that song sound like? And what does it feel like when I sing it? So when I sing this silly little I did it song, that is what self-celebration feels like in my body. And so when I sing it, it is activating that neural network. It brings my brain right there, right into that feeling of pride. And so I don't have to wait for it to land in my lap. I create it. And by creating it intentionally on purpose, we habituate that pathway our neurons fire even faster and even more rapidly every time we practice it. And it means that when I now, you know, when I have these opportunities to feel proud of myself, feeling proud of myself feels so easy. It feels so much more accessible than it ever has previously in my life. And it's because I have been practicing it so much. I've been giving myself a lot of opportunities, right? Not just waiting for the big you know, accomplishments, the big milestones, achievements, but celebrating little, tiny, 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 teeny, teeny, tiny wins very, very frequently all day long. And I just want to say again, it's okay if it feels awkward, if it feels clunky, if it feels like you're wearing a jacket that doesn't quite fit you or a hat that just doesn't quite sit right. It's okay, right? Think of it as a new pair of shoes. We all have to break in that new pair of shoes. And once we do, they mold to our feet and they are so comfortable and we like never want to step out of them (laughs) because it feels so good. This is much like neuroplasticity and integrative change work when it comes to making the changes we want to make. And specifically for this example, celebrating our wins. So let it just like lean into it. Um, also if you experiment with this, with celebrating yourself and you find that it doesn't work for you, like it genuinely self-celebration, like you have tried it, you have experimented, you've given it a good shot and it just doesn't work for you. And that other methods, other techniques work better for you. That's amazing, right? Now you know this about yourself. That's so valuable. And that is why experimentation is so important, right? We, we all write our own manual, our own handbook on how our brains are wired and what our needs are and the things that work best for us. And those things are most likely going to change throughout our lives. Uh, what is that saying? The only, um, the only thing that's certain is change. And I, I believe that to be true, right? The only thing that is absolutely certain is that things are going to change. And it's okay if a strategy that's worked for you for a long time um, stops working for you or a strategy that's worked for you for two weeks stops working for you. That is okay. That is going to happen. Um, that makes sense. And you get to find the path that works best for you. So everything that I say on this podcast and all of these episodes, if you have 
experimented and found like, yep, you know what? I tried it the way that Tina's talking about and it doesn't work for me. That's amazing. I am so happy for you. And don't let my voice um, drown out your what your voice is telling you that you need. I I always want to, I always want that to be the case, right? Don't let my voice drown out what your voice is telling you that you need. Always, always, always listen to yourself. Listen to your intuition. Listen to the wisdom that is in your brain, the wisdom of your resistance, and trust what you know to be true. Um, follow your intuition. So, thank you all for listening. Thank you all for joining me. I hope the I Did It song gave you a little giggle. Um, and I hope you have the most wonderful week. Thank you. Thank you for listening. And I'll talk to you soon. Bye.